Wherever you are in your adoption journey, we are a community centered around love, trust, and respect for the experience and opportunities that have made us families. We promise to share, encourage, support, and celebrate the day-to-day of adoptive mamahood together. I'm Liz. And I'm Sarah. And together, we are Two Adoptive Mamas. Welcome to Two Adoptive Mamas. We have a bonus episode for you. We're so excited to offer this. So we first just wanted to say whoa and thank you. Um, We are blown away by the support and generosity that has been shown so far um, as we've launched this podcast um, in December of a really crazy year. Uh, But we're really pumped um, to be able to offer this to you and bring just some really unique stories and some really great things um, your way with all of the guests that we have had on the show and all the guests that we will have on the show. So just thank you so much. Um, We're pretty pumped about it. I could not agree more. It's been really special to have this space and be building this community. And as I look back on 2020, if someone would have told me in January that I would be sitting here with you, Liz, and we would both be where we're at as far as work and just our families and that we would be recording a podcast after bedtime. There's no way. I would There's have, no way. I would I have would, said, oh, who is that? Yeah, I would have Can thought I you were them? crazy. So just thank you so much um, for all your support and generosity. As Liz said, this has just been a definite um, perk of an otherwise challenging year. So thank you. One phrase that we've kind of been throwing around, and I feel like I've seen it a lot um, in different um, at different on different platforms, but the weary world rejoices and how weary our world is today. But we, because of the hope we have in Jesus, um, I'm just so excited, as I know you are too, Liz, for this Christmas season um, and just the time with families. And we're praying for those who are just facing the most challenging of times, um, but rejoicing in the one who gives us hope. Absolutely. So we wanted to start off our time together just sharing something that's made our mama heart smile this holiday season. Uh, So for me, um, my son just recently came home um, just over a year ago. And so Christmas is still a really new thing. All holidays are really new for him, but Christmas in particular. And he is just so confused why we cut down a tree and drag it into our house put a whole bunch of stuff on it that he's not allowed to touch and then cart it off four weeks later. He's just so confused. And he just kept saying, why mama? Why? Why do we put the tree there? I don't So very valid question. It is a valid question just to see it through a kiddo's eyes. Um, and then my daughter is very into the nutcracker right now and to see her conducting and to dance around the living room, um, on her tippy toes, trying really hard, uh, to be a ballerina has just been a really cool thing to see just her come to life with music, um, and to have such a a beautiful piece of art um, and music be part of her life so early on. Really cool. Maybe 2021 will provide an opportunity for you to take her to see something with the Nutcracker. Or let's hope so. Let's hope, let's so. hope 2021 let's hope does bring that. that. <laughs> so my mama heart smile moment in this holiday season, our daughter, she's two and a half. And 
we are not really doing Santa and that's probably a whole other conversation, but I'll just say that we're just, Santa is a character and that's great. And that's where he's at in our household. Um, so we have been watching some Christmas movies and of course we have ornaments for our tree that are Santa Claus. And so I pointed to Santa Claus the other day and I asked our daughter who that was. And she said it was Noah, which (laughs) I mean, fair. We do have the little people Noah's arc set and Noah does have a white beard. So yeah, older men with white beards. So now when we drive around, um, neighborhoods near our home and look at the inflatables and the different Christmas lights because that has been something really fun that we've done together she points out Noah Santa Claus so awesome Noah Santa Claus it is in our house there you go (laughs) well we just we needed to share those and we hope that you are sharing your mama heart smiles um or maybe if you're a waiting mama, you're sharing something that makes your heart smile with someone that you love this holiday season. And again, just like Sarah said, what an up and down year, uh, mostly down. But we have to make sure that we focus on the heart smiles and the sun always coming up to bring that those up moments back. That's right. We have to celebrate that. Absolutely. So both uh, Sarah and I are actually in really different places right now um, with this December 2020, the season of Advent. And uh, we what just wanted to highlight that and be able to share a little bit of our hearts where we are right now. Um, and really to to be quite honest, because we're in such different places, you would think that we wouldn't be able to connect on that. Um, but just today, uh, and this is true moment that, uh, this morning I was really struggling and, um, with the things that are going on in, uh, our lives right now that, there's this one particular issue that I really just wanted to get off of my chest and be able to talk to someone that I trust. And the first person I thought of to call was Sarah. And so I think that is like a great thing. Uh, even though we're in really different seasons, what's the same season? It's December, 2020, but even though we're in different seasons of life, yes, even though we're looking at things that are a little bit different, um, within our families and in our lives right now, we have each other. And so just, highlighting that importance of community and highlighting the importance of connection and relationship. You can move through anything with a powerful connection. Um, and that hopefully is another mama friend, um, or another trusted friend that you have in your circle. But yeah, so let's just kick things off. Sarah, can you share a little bit of where your heart is right now? Yeah. I have to say that normally we text or email. And so when you called, I was like, I have to pick this up. (laughs) She's calling. Thank you. You're welcome. (laughs) So as Liz mentioned, we're in these different seasons right now, just as we walk, um, this story that God has scripted for our lives. And so as I shared in episode one, uh, we brought our daughter home two and a half years ago through domestic infant adoption. And this past summer, we completed our second home study in hopes of adding another infant to our family through domestic adoption. And so we are in the waiting game. And in episodes two through four, we haven't really talked much about this. We've had incredible guests um, and we've just addressed other topics, but this is heavy on our hearts personally in this season. And we have been doing the Jesse tree devotion. I'm not sure if any of you are familiar with that. Um, but that's what we've chosen to do as a family this Advent season with our daughter. And so 
it was really neat. We had purchased this kit years ago in hopes that we would someday get to um, create the tree. And it, there's a lot of cutting and gluing and glitter. And again, <laughs> another story. <laughs> but um, we were hoping that we would be able to complete this and do it with our child. And so it's really special to do it with our daughter. Um, and so I started to read through the devotion the first day. Um, as we sat down to do this as a family and I just, I have to read this part for you because it really just hit me over the head. The devotion starts out with God's people waited a long time for the birth of the savior, Jesus. That was the very first advent. Advent is a season of waiting for us too, as we look forward to celebrating Christ's birth at Christmas, just as God's people waited with excitement for God to send the promised Messiah. As we wait, how can we prepare our hearts for Christmas? So I started off reading that really strong and was trying to get our daughter to listen. And then I just kept reading and I think I got a little bit choked up and I just looked at my husband and I thought, wow, I mean, we are waiting and we, this is the perfect season to be waiting, even though the whole wait doesn't seem so perfect. Um, just the inferences that we could draw from our Advent devotion and this season and where we find ourselves in the adoption process. And I have to admit that I asked my husband tonight before we recorded, I said, is there anything you would say about the wait and how patient we are or are not being? And as we cleaned up the kitchen from dinner, he said, well, Sarah, there was 400 years of silence between the Old Testament and the New Testament. So, <laughs> so we really have had to be patient for that long. And... There you have it. So it has not been 400 <laughs> that years. That doesn't mean it's not hard. <laughs> That's right. That hard is hard, so hard, Sarah. But you have to be able, I mean, I was grateful for that levity in that moment. Um, so here's the thing. In domestic adoption, there is a difference between waiting for a fact sheet and then waiting once you've said yes. So it's it's hard in this journey. There's so much we can share, but there's so much we also cannot share. But I will say that in our second um, home study process, there have been fact sheets. There are fact sheets that we have said no to, and there are fact sheets that we have said yes to. Um, but that yes has not been reciprocated. And so that's been hard. That's been a lot for Drew and I to swallow as we are so hopeful to continue growing our family. There's also a difference between hoping for an opportunity to say yes to a fact sheet and then versus knowing that there's a family and there is a baby who needs a forever family. And, you know, we've we've had extensive conversation about what it means to know that there is this little tiny human and there is a birth family that's pouring over profile books to decide who will parent, who will be the forever family. And it just puts a face to the name. I mean, not literally in that phrase, but it just, it makes it real. It makes it real, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. And so we've just been remembering how God opened doors for us the first time. As I shared in episode one, our adoption of our daughter was very quick. It was one week, start to finish, hospital plan, placement, all the things. But something that I need to continue to remember from that is that there were no hesitations. There were no questions. God called us to it. We followed it. It was a done deal. And so as we anticipate waiting to be matched for number two, 
I know in my heart of hearts that when it's right and when it's meant to be and when it's our baby, God will throw the doors open. Um, So I've needed to be reminded in that. We also talked in episode two at Two Adoptive Mamas about the shadow feelings of adoption. And so as we've navigated, you know, reviewing a fact sheet, saying yes to a fact sheet, being told no for a fact sheet, um, we have had to process as a couple some of the action steps that we shared in that episode. So sitting in it, praying through it, and like you just referenced, Liz, remembering that the sun always comes up. Um, and if you don't know what I'm referring to, give episode two a listen. It'll make much more sense. So I hope that somewhere in the midst of this, maybe you are waiting. Maybe you are anxious about what it would be like to wait. Um, it's an odd season. It's a season that you want to hurry up, but you also want it to slow down. I want to embrace this time one-on-one with our two-and-a-half-year-old. I want us to be matched. I want us to cherish the days. And my prayer is just that the Lord would help us to wait. Um, I guess one more thing I wanted to share. We have been going through the parenting book by Paul David Tripp. Um, I highly recommend it, and it's also listed on our resource page. So I would just encourage you to maybe consider Um, purchasing that for your spouse or just for yourself or for a parent that you know um, might benefit from it. It has really rocked our world. Um, But we were just reading in it last night and I had to share a passage. What do you have as a Christian parent? You have the best thing ever. Um, With it, you have hope. You have a God in every moment of every day. And the question is, will you remember that you have that God of hope? Um, and so in this Advent season for us, it's the reminder of anticipating much with full hope and the one who created it all. I'm slow clapping over here. That's great. I don't know how Thank I'm going to follow that. Wonderful. And also the realization that I'm talking a good game and I'm really not this great at all of it. Um, but we're talking I'm, about it. <laughs> we're Hug. talking about it. Communication. Right. But sometimes I'm just really not proud of how we're waiting, um, but I know that God is working on our hearts in this season and that it's a growing process for us too. So you got to give yourself grace. Like you said, we trust in a good God of hope. That's right. That's right. So that's where we are at. So that's that's our season um, of life right now. And so Liz, I'd love to turn things over to you um, so you can tell us a little bit more about where you're at and what you have to share tonight. Yeah, thanks. So I um, have two kiddos in the toddler elementary age or young elementary age. And um, one's been home for four years. One's been home for one. Uh, I grew up in a family that adored and loved Christmas and all things Christmas all the time. And um, I have a lot of sweet memories and traditions of that. Um, I'm also an extremely practical person. And so I think about, um, just like moving through different seasons of life and is there something I should be doing or implementing or executing? I know I need to, I need to sit in the wait too sometimes. Um, but for this particular season, especially Christmas, because it means so much to me, um, I want that for my babies. (laughs) I want that for my kids. Um, and so this, season, um, I'm reflecting a lot on the difference between routine and rituals. And I, um, am referencing something from an empowered to connect, uh, conference. If, um, you're familiar with them, they 
just really have a lot of great, great resources for kiddos from hard places. And, um, they're just doing some really great work. So a shout out to them and they have, um, a really awesome podcast as well. But I heard that in a conference a couple years ago, routine versus ritual. So, um, a routine, uh, an example, you know, you get up, you get dressed, you eat breakfast, you go get ready for your day versus a ritual. Um, when I was working out of the home, um, one ritual for us in saying goodbye, I would come into the kitchen. Um, my daughter and my husband would still be eating and getting ready for school. And I would say, I love everyone in this house. And my daughter would say it back to me and we would hug and kiss and, um, remind each other about when we would be able to do that again at the end of the day. Or I always sing um, a hymn or a Christmas carol now because I love Christmas <laughs> um, or a Christmas carol to my kiddos when they go to bed. So so holidays are filled with rituals for me, um, like this deep meaning. It's not just moving through a process um, or a, a particular like action set. It is full of meaning and depth um, and connection and relationship. So Holidays are full of rituals for me, and a lot of the rituals that I grew up with or that I would want for my kiddos are actually really overwhelming um, or confusing. And I think um, as mamas um, in the adoptive and foster circle, we we walk a different parenting uh we walk a different parenting path um, where we're walking through trauma and, and we covered that. Um, there are things with unknown triggers. There's an extreme lack of routine and schedule. And then, hey, 2020, let's throw COVID-19 on top of that. And nothing looks the same. Um, and I, you know, just like we as adults um, are processing through that, our kiddos are processing through that too. Um, and that definitely affects our our daily walk as mamas. Um, so something that I'm really thinking about and talking about with my husband is how do we just really face the realities of the now and what are we going to do to create new traditions, new rituals and things that our kiddos will love and find special, um, while still cherishing the old things that have formed you know, my view of Christmas and my memories of this holiday season. Um, how can we create something new for my specific special family unit. And I want my kiddos to be able to grow up and um, have fond memories of their early childhood and their celebrations, whether that's at this particular holiday season or any other time. Um, It shouldn't be focused just on, there shouldn't be rituals just at holiday seasons. Um, So creating something that's special. So thinking about that mama heart smile I shared at the beginning and how my daughter loves the nutcracker. I really can't stand ballet, but she loves ballet and I love her. Um, and me seeing her, that smile on her face makes my mama heart smile. And that brings a special moment to our family. Um, so really just evaluating. Yeah. Like I said, the realities of the now looking at what's here and what we're able um, to celebrate and do together. So another thing that comes with the the holidays and just seeing family, um, or even if, you know, if you're seeing them over zoom or if you're getting together in a social distance way, um, or whatever that looks like for your family, I think it's really important to remember to be on the same page and on the same team, um, as your specific family unit. So specifically with your spouse, if your kiddos are old enough to talk about what expectations are, um, and what they expect from the family get together is just being, 
real with one another and asking the question, what can we do? Um, and having that conversation about what is within, uh, what's within our control and what isn't. Um, so I think we just have to really be realistic. Um, so for example, like my kiddos do not do zoom. So that makes it really hard for us to have family interactions with family that lives far away, um, for longer than 10 minutes, which like, there isn't really a lot of connection that you can truly do in 10 minutes. So I think just being realistic though, like this is what happens like, okay, so you take primary and you do this and you do that and we can make this work. And one kid really wants to say hi. And one kid really wants to, you know, see their cousin and then the next kid has to go to the bathroom and then the next like so it just that's just the way it is um but being realistic about that and having those upfront conversations with my husband Dan of like going into this we need to be on the same page it doesn't have to be a secret signal where you like scratch your ear and you know wink two times but it has to be something that you are on the same page that you've talked about it beforehand and talked about it potentially during the situation. Um, it's also really good to talk about who it is that you're going to be with. Um, so I'll give a shout out to my mom who um, is really great at asking me like, okay, here's what I was thinking for the day. Is this going to be okay? Um, or I was thinking about getting them these things. Is that something that would be helpful for you? And maybe not all of your family members are supportive or appreciative of that, but being able to have that conversation with your spouse um, or being able to bring it up uh, to maybe a trusted family member who you think would be able to get maybe one component. Um, so I think sometimes we mamas fall into the trap that everything has to be perfect and we have to set it up all perfectly right away. It's not going to work that way. It is going to be awkward. And the problem is I think we get scared of the awkwardness. So it's not awkward to talk about things. You have to get over it. It's might preventing you from more awkwardness in the future. So um, the last thing that I just wanted to share um, is to remember that your family's win is a win for you as a mama. And maybe you want to stay that extra little bit of time, but you being able to set up boundaries for yourself and uh, for your family can allow a lot of wins along the way and little wins count. They can be little, um, but they should be celebrated as big as the big wins. Definitely. Well said, Liz. And all the little wins create a big win. So, so true. Got to remember that. Well, we could not be more thankful for the community we have here at Two Adoptive Mamas. You have been a bright spot in our year and we hope that we have been in yours too and it's an honor that you've chosen to listen and a privilege that you've invited us into your space and we look forward to all that we'll share together in 2021 and so Liz and I are praying for peace and hope this holiday season in your homes and in your hearts and remember you've got this mama. 